a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Ninety-seven five twelve eighty, the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, thanks for making us part of your Tuesday, as we do every Tuesday at this time. Time to catch up with the head coach of the Weber State Wildcats, Jay Hill. Kind enough to join us on the Smart Rain guest line, Coach. How are you? Hello, Coach. Good. What's up, guys? Hey, uh, how was the bye week? You able to? Uh, I, there, there's never any relaxation during the course of a uh, college football season, but were you able to kind of step away for a second or two? We did. Yeah, we did. We needed to, just coaches and players, just kind of get away a little bit. We did some good recruiting and uh, yeah, recharged a little bit for this last stretch run. So we just got off the phone with uh, Coach Anderson. Obviously, they're on a bye week, too, and, and he's a little further up north, but he was trying to shake the sh- snow off his shoulders. Are you guys covered there in Ogden, or, or have you, has the snow missed you? Because he was a little surly about it. No, but G- Gary drove down from Logan today. He showed me a picture of his front porch, and there was eight inches of snow, and it was it might have been more than that. They had a ton of snow up there. No, it's nice down here. We got nothing, so. Hey, speaking of which, I read this story in The Athletic. Uh, what is having a guy like Gary Anderson meant for you in, around your program this year? Well, it's big. Just his influence in my overall career and just having known him for so long. And one more guy in the building with that knowledge and just understanding what other teams are doing is huge. It's, it's big for me, and it's big for our young assistant coaches. So that's been a, a big addition to us. So when a guy like Gary Anderson comes in and wants to help with the program, do you just say, all right, coach, wherever you want to go, just go ahead? <laughs> or do, do, do you have like a, an assignment for him? How do you even, how do you even start well, with a talk, guy of his we prominence? We talked about, obviously, obviously talked about the best way to use him and, and how he can benefit the program the most and where he would feel like he was given the most. So, yeah, I mean, you don't just – like let him wander around and help wherever we we had specific things that we thought he would be most beneficial at. Conversation with Jay Hill brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Riverdale. Live here, work here, cheer for the Wildcats. Check them out online at lhmriverdale.com. So uh, we talked a little bit about recruiting. You did have the off week health-wise. How do you feel like your team is going into a huge game against Montana State? Well, I told the team yesterday, we had a team meeting before practice, and, and I told them, I said, this is probably the healthiest we've been since February. Um, it just We get some O-linemen back that, with the bye week, are closer to 100%. We get two key D-linemen back, Bronson Barron's back. So this is, this is a critical stretch for us. And, uh, again, I think this is about as healthy as we've been for a long time, so that's good. Uh, Desmond Williams is back, who was a, a key, key contributor in the spring. So, uh, yeah, this is good for us. 
It's just tough because I look at the schedule that you guys had, you know, opening with Utah, then playing maybe the top FCS team in the country, and then playing one of the top team, uh, FCS teams in the country. And now you have the luxury of playing one of the top FCS teams in the country in Montana State. Talk about this team. I mean, they're on a five-game winning streak right now, and they are pummeling teams. How good is Montana State? Well, they're good right now. They really should have beat Wyoming. Um, Wyoming kind of got lucky at the end of the game to win that. So they should have beat Wyoming, who's playing well this year. Uh, Montana State, they're good offensively. Right now, the quarterback leads the league in pass efficiency. Uh, they they lead the league right now in rush offense. So offensively, they're moving the ball very well, doing a good job with it, and then their defense is the same. The lead, they lead the league in defense right now. Uh, they're doing a good job of both shutting down the run and they lead the, they lead the league in pass efficiency defense. So uh, we'll know what we're all about here in a couple of days when we play these guys because um, it's a good team coming in here. This conference, and this is Big Sky overall. I mean, I've I, I've covered this conference forever. I used to do a weekly show in the conference, and one of the reasons it's so much fun and probably so much maddening for you as a coach is you never know what's going to happen week to week. I mean, UC Davis is riding high, and then Idaho State puts it on them in the first half and holds on and gets that uh, double and gets that victory. So, I mean, it's just kind of a kind of a crazy setup, and, and it seems like it's just like another normal year in the Big Sky where you never know what's going to happen. Well, you don't, and that's one of the great things about this conference is you better show up every single week because I don't care who you're playing. They're good enough to get you if you don't show up. And then you're going to go through a stretch where you better be really good to come out of there uh, with with wins. Like we went, we went James Madison and then UC Davis, and then this week we got Montana State, and the next week we go Eastern Washington. So you got these stretches – within the conference that you better be really good or you got no chance to win it. Gosh, you just bring up Eastern Washington. I was just talking to I was just talking to, to Coach Anderson about Eastern Washington because they beat UNLV to open up the season. We were talking about that UNLV team that Utah State has this weekend. And I was looking at uh, down their schedule earlier this morning in Eastern Washington six and oh. That's it's yep. incredible what the big sky stacked with. Oh, yeah. And like I say, Montana went in and beat Washington, and then they just got beat two weeks ago by Eastern. Um, and there's been a lot of that going on this year. So there's good teams in the big sky. You better be really good this year to win it. What's your healthier quarterback looking like going into this week? So Kylan Weiser's out, and he was actually doing a really good job. I thought he played very well at Cal Poly. Until he broke his leg, so he's going to be out for a little bit. We do get Bronson Barron back, which is okay. huge for us. Um, and then Randall Johnson still with us, and Craig and Cooper. Those two have both had reps, but well, there was a stretch in that Cal Poly game um, two weeks ago where we were playing the majority of our reps with our four, what started out as our fourth string quarterback of the year. So this has been a weird year. Is this a, an opportunity too through the bye week, kind of reset things in the run game? Um, you get Josh Davis going a little bit more, maybe uh, get the run game producing just a little bit more, Coach? Well, we needed to. And, you know, Josh Josh has done a good year. Uh, good. I mean, he's played well this year. If you look at his yards per carry and things like that, he's played well. We need to get him a few more touches 
which we did in the last game. But um, he probably really needs to be up around that 18 to 20 uh, touches a game mark. And we probably need to give him the ball a little bit more in the throw game as well because you get him in space and that's where he's really the most dangerous. Um, and, and you're right. Th- these are opportunities to, you know, add a formation where you can get maybe two running backs going or uh, d- do some things where we can, you know, find creative ways of continuing to get these guys the ball that everybody's keen on so much because they know what good players they are. You know, you hear the term self-scouting, and, and sometimes I know, you know, in any business, you know, you can all of a sudden look back and say, well, wow, we, we've got a lot of tendencies here or we get caught into a rut here. How important is a bye week in that regard in, in hopes of flushing out some of those things that maybe you hadn't noticed that are popping up on film, that defenses or, you know, opposing teams out there saying, okay, they do this in this situation and, and you're able to flush some of that stuff out? Well, yeah, that's that's critical. And we, we look at that stuff closely, both offensively, defensively, and even special teams, to just make sure that, you know, when, when our opponents are looking at us, that they don't just have a huge tendency to say, oh, yeah, when we line up in this formation, they're going to run this. Or when they run up, when they line up here, this, this run's coming. So we're always trying to break tendencies. Uh, we're trying to break the pass-run tendencies. And the, the way software is nowadays, they can spit out so many reports on what you're doing, what your opponent's doing, that we usually do a pretty good job of monitoring that stuff throughout. So, Coach, I went back this morning and watched parts of Aaron Lowe's uh, service. Have you ever lost a player during a season that you've been a part um, Thank heavens, no. Yeah. And I hope I don't have to do that ever. Uh, right. I. I basically begged and pleaded my players to just stay in situations where I hope I never have to make that phone call. Uh, man, I can't even imagine. I know Snow is dealing with it this year. I know you saw the tragedy that happened up in Ephraim, and then you've got this Aaron Lowe situation and the Ty Jordan during the offseason. I, I just was trying to think how much stress that puts a head coach under because you really are responsible for these amazing kids and, and the conversation with the parents. And that's got to be a lot of stress put on a coach to, to worry about that many young men. Well, and it's the, the world continues to change. It's just, it's different than it was 15 years ago where, you know, you were, you always worried about football players, but then it was, you worry about them getting in a brawl or something and getting in trouble and, you know, getting thrown in jail or beating up someone and getting in trouble at the school or something. But now you got to worry about, you know, what what the other people are doing. Are they, are they packing a gun? Are they going to, you know, pull out a knife or something like that? It, it's got – it's changed a lot, and it, it does. It scares you. And then the other thing people don't understand is these players are targets in a way. You know, they're parties. If they go to a normal party that – most people have, it's not a big deal, but when a football player throws a little bit of a party, then everybody wants to go, and you just you just never know who's going to show up to one of these things as innocent. They, they, it could be completely innocent and just never know who's going to show up to some of this stuff. It's, it's a scary deal. Well, and that's a, that's a thing, too, because, you know, you want to – you tell your guys, hey – don't be in, in in situations, and there's obvious situations where you know could lead to trouble. But then there's some that just it just happens, and 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 it's out of the control of everybody. Uh, it's just wrong place, wrong time, and it's just I it, it's just sickening that some of that stuff could happen to these guys. Well, you, you like like what I understood happened there. You know, you have a team party, guys are getting together, and mo- most of it's pretty innocent. You just yeah. never know 
who's going to show up to those things. And it's, it's heartbreaking when, when something like that obviously happens. And I feel for those guys. I did watch, you know, it became real when you, when you see coach Scally carrying a casket, it just, I mean, it just tears my heart out for them, their program, their players, coaches, just, yeah, yeah. breaks your heart. Well, Coach, uh, it's going to be a fun one. Can't wait to watch this game coming up this weekend. Uh, Montana State, always great tradition, uh, fun game when you guys uh, do battle. So uh, good luck. Go get that W and look forward to catching up with you next week. Okay, guys, can't wait. Thanks, Coach. Jay Hill, head coach at Weber State right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. He's been lucky through his coaching career to not have to deal with that. But these coaches have to carry the weight of it, Scotty, and I don't think that we've talked enough about that aspect of it these coaches carry a lot of that weight yeah a lot of that weight jay hill feels responsible for his guys lavelle felt responsible for us kyle Whittingham feels responsible for his guys and that's a, a lot of weight to carry but that service was really good we're going to play a part of it um if it hits in sports roulette okay 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, uh, live here at My Hearing Centers. Give them a call, 801-438-7058. It's all right here on The Zone.